Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. It's the first episode of 2021. And I hit record so I can put my little sticky note down. Today I'm excited and I really am specific about who I have in the next two months, just so you know. So they have a specific thing. And I always think that January should really be mental health month. I know it's not mental health month for everybody else, but it is for me in Design Recharge. So uh, Mario started off camp. He is somebody who's had a huge impact in my life. He is somebody who coaches me. He's my friend, but he is going to kind of put a bunch of that together. Hopefully today we're going to, I have, that's number two question. So I'm going to let you, and this is episode 365. So it's like, we've been doing it for a year. Not You're straight. Really. That's pretty crazy. That's great. Okay, here we go. So Mario, can you tell us a little bit about your business when you went out on your own and what kind of design you did and what you do now and who your clients are? Okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a big question. Um, so my name is Mario, obviously, as Dan has said. Um, I've done all kinds of design throughout my career. I've been doing this for 20-something, a lot of years. Um, and uh, I started off doing interactive animation uh, design in Flash on the web in 1996, like this is like before animated GIFs were a thing. Um, so I started there um, and worked my way through being a designer, art director, creative director for many, many companies. I started at Disney and moved from there to multiple small agencies, also working for a lot of the other um, studios. Uh, I went back to school. I, I, there's a story there, but I stopped school uh, in the middle of it. And then I went back to school a few years later, finished my degree, um, really just to uh, connect and, and build a better network. Uh, graduated from Art Center at, in about 2004, um, which seems weird to me because I started in 1996 or something. Uh, and then uh, immediately started working with a small group of guys that I'd been working with for a long time. We had a small studio. One of our clients hired us out of it, and we started doing subversive ad campaigns, which are basically grill marketing type things, um, multimedia, literally, you know, video, web. Um, this was early 2000s, so we were doing a lot of like things that are really easy to do now, but aren't weren't easy to do then. Um, so a lot of storytelling, a lot of strategic community building uh, for specific ad campaigns. Um, after that, 2008, the housing market crashed. We lost a lot of business. Uh, I was laid off and moved to Hawaii, uh, where I laid low for about a year, just kind of uh, working on myself, doing some really uh, introspection, uh, some really awesome alone time with God. Um, during that year, um, I developed a lot of this stuff that we're going to be talking about today and um, use that to really start pouring into young adults. So college age through after college and early career, um, had a ministry there for about eight years at a church um, doing that specific thing, but slowly started ramping up my branding and design business again. I uh, started doing branding for a lot of fitness companies. I'm very, I'm very passionate about fitness. Um, and I see a lot of crossover in branding, mindset, and fitness. So it's easy for me to connect those dots for people. Um, through that, um, I pushed really, really hard into building my own personal brand in 2019. 
So latter half of 2019, I was really just focused on building my personal brand uh, to set up an awesome 2020. And then 2020 was, is, has been an interesting uh, ride. It did not turn out exactly the way I was hoping it would turn out. Um, it was very, very radically different, but better. Um, so 2020 for me was, was a huge win. It was a huge um, mindset uh, shift for myself, um, helped me solidify a lot of these principles that I'm gonna be talking about today. Um, also helped me to win. Um, I hit all my financial goals that I had set in 2019, not knowing what 2020 was gonna provide. Uh, and uh, through that, I've, I've been able to help others like Diane and, and uh, many others through social media and or personal coaching to do the same. Uh, so I do a lot of mindset coaching. I focus on the fitness industry. I do brand strategy. Um, and I see a lot of crossover and all of that. You have been a significant part for me of my personal growth, my business growth, and my spiritual growth, which is something that I was really looking for in a coach. Um, and you're a great friend, um, which I also really like. I'm thankful for. Um, and you helped me and I'm just going to say some of these things because maybe this is this is where you're connecting me. I'm connecting this with mental health. So you've helped me with my self-talk, the um, negative self-talk and how I uh, think about what I'm saying and using the word but uh, with one T at mindset and then trying really working on stopping being a self saboteur and really knowing for me, um, knowing where I get my worth from and uh, really being able to reflect that and understanding what humility is. And there's all, a whole bunch of things. So you've helped me through limiting beliefs. I did write this down because it would I would not be able to get it out if I didn't do it like this. Um, and I know some of this, we have struggled with some of the same things. Like, I think that that's why you're able to see it in me and then point it out. So have you, do you think that you fully overcome those things? Or do you think that you're in a constant state of practice and growing through them? I don't think we ever like fully um, overcome like once and for all, we check that box and it's never going to bother us again. I don't think, I think that anybody who tells you that is, is lying to you. Um, the, the human person will struggle with similar things throughout their lives. You may struggle with it on a different level in a different way, but you will still struggle with that thing for your whole life because it's just something that, that, that's kind of like an Achilles heel. It just, it just kind of like gnaws at you. So I like in a lot of the stuff to um, fitness because it's like, I may get to be strong enough to lift a hundred pounds one day, but if I don't constantly work out and I don't constantly keep my fitness to a certain level, I won't ever be able to do that again. And it will always plague me. Right. So if I, if I battle with self-talk or, um, or issues of slow self-esteem, there's always going to be a tinge of that. I may get stronger in combating that, but I will never really get rid of that because there's just going to be something that's going to bother me. Um, it'll, again, it'll, it'll bother me in different ways, but um, I will, ha I will be able to grow and strengthen in overcoming that. And that's why I can look into people and, and help people battle things because I'm going through it as well. I'm glad that you've struggled with some of the same things because it allows me to, it's nice to know that you don't have everything always uh, whoever's in front of you, it's nice to know that they've walked on that same path. So you want to jump into your deck? 
<laughs> sure. Okay. So this this originally is is a, a good thirty minutes long, and I'm gonna I'm gonna truncate it down. Uh, built in here are um, are like exercises that we're not going to spend time and do, but I'm gonna go through the deck and I'm gonna show you. This is what you would do here. This is what you would do there. Okay, so this is called the mind shift, um, shifting your mind from fear to freedom. And um, this is something that I have battled with as far as like fear, um, being fearful in, in life and things and just things that, that I allow to kind of roll around in my head. And that's also why I've been able to help Diane, um, I think, a lot because I see a lot of the same patterns in the way we talk and the way we communicate to help her overcome where she's at and kind of grow through that. So this is what we're talking about today. Um, it's a high-level interactive. I'm going to put quote on interactive. Also, actually, mindset workshop. But um, please feel free to, to screen cap anything, and, and you guys can um, do these exercises at a different time. So we're going to discuss how to discover our strength, vision, limiting beliefs, and how to overcome them. Uh, who's this guy? I, I went over this a little bit, but here's a quick, another quick little uh, synopsis. I went to Art Center um, in Pastina in California. Um, I've been doing this for 25 plus years. I'm a creative director, owner of Made by Maker, um, and currently going through a rebrand, but um, we'll be doing that later. Uh, I am a former vice pres of creative and design director. I have worked with Disney, Warner Brothers, Fox, Ford, Toyota, Nine Inch Nails, Al Gore, Microsoft, so a lot of random different places, but a lot of entertainment, uh, Google. And here we are, the journey here, okay? This is where we're going. In order to know where you're going, you need to first remember where you've been. And you, I think it's really important to take stock of, of your journey and your story uh, because your story and your journey really define who you are at this point. Um, and I've worked with Dan a lot about this and we, we talk a lot about like, you know, where things come from when we say things, where does that come from? And we have to do a lot of work to find out sometimes why we think the way we do or, or why we believe that certain things. And so this would be a five minute exercise. Um, again, we're not gonna do these exercises, but this would be a five minute exercise. Um, you can take longer, obviously later, but take a screen cap of this. Um, and you, what you wanna do is take stock of your experience. Take some time, remind yourself of all that you've gone through to get to this point in time. Now, I did a version of this talk originally in, in 2020, very early on in quarantine. So things were fresh. We didn't really actually know what was gonna happen through the year. Um, and so it was really interesting at that time. And now it's even more interesting now to take some time and remind yourself of all that you've gone through because I'm sure everybody has a 2020 um, story all that you've gone through to get to this point and write that story out, spend some time and really write that story out and, and leave no details um, behind. Really all those things make up who you are. I wanna hear your story, right? Where were you born? What's your economic state uh, then, now, through, through life? How much schooling did you complete? You're gonna hear my kids um, running around too, so just, just to know. Um, do you have dependents? Did you have dependents? Were you married? Were you not? Are you not married? Are you, um, have you been married more than once? You know, all these things, all these, what are some hard life lessons that you've learned through your life? So this is all going to point us and kind of ground us and tell us how we got to this moment in time, who we are, where we've been. And now what we want to know is what are our goals? Where do we want to go? Okay. And so 
to get where you want to go, it will take a whole new you, right? And I've, I've heard, literally I've heard many, many people say a version of this in the last 24 hours, multiple times. It's pretty crazy. Even this morning um, on my future pro call, Chris said something like this uh, while I was on there. Um, and I just, I, I chuckled because it's, it's really true. If you want to know where you're going or, or you want to know how to get to where you're going, it's going to take a whole new version of yourself. And you have to take stock of where you've been to, to invent that new person. Um, so this is another five minute exercise. You want to take stock of who you want to be. So past and now future. We're going to future cast. Diane always says that she's really terrible at visioning. This is a good exercise for her to invest in. So this isn't so much as a goal sheet as it is an ideal you. Who do you want to be in five years? Who do you want to become? Right? And, and really describe that version of yourself. And I, I tell my coaching clients not to, not to say, oh, well, I do this or um, I want this or you, I want you to put yourself in the future and I want you to look back to the five years that have passed, right? I want you to put yourself five years in the future. I want you to look back five years in the past and say, this is what I did. This is what I have. This is where I've been. Okay, so you want to you want to speak this, you want to write this story as if it has happened, because it's going to help you really, really take hold of that vision for yourself. And then you're going to push through that. Describe that version of you. What is that story? Um, where will you live? What will your business income look like? How much personal time will you have? Are you married? Are you divorced? Are you, you know, do you have more kids? Um, do you own property? Um, what's your lifestyle? You know, for me, I'm a car guy. Like, what kind of car am I driving? Um, I'm, I'm married with two kids, so maybe it's not a car and maybe it's a, you know, what kind of playground do I have in the back of my house? for my kids or, or I was telling Dan this morning, um, I'm looking, I'm, I'm starting to look for uh, a house. And this is one of my, my goals that I've been, I've been projecting for this year. Um, but literally where I live, I'm renting and literally where I live, no property is less than a million dollars, a million five dollars actually. Um, so I'm just like, okay, so this is gonna be pretty insane of what, what God's gonna do in my life this year to, to actually help me to get into a, a property. So just take, take stock of who you want to be, write that story. Now limitations. Okay. I love this. I love this image that I found. Um, cause this guy is like, Oh, I got to carry all that down the street. Sweet. Let's do this. Right. And he stacks it up and he carries it and he makes it happen. So the limitations in order to run fast and efficient, we must cast off every burden weighing us down. Okay, it's a, it's a reformat of a scripture, right? Lay down every burden. If you want to run fast, if you want to run hard, if you want to run efficient, you need to take off the weight that is pulling you back. Now take stock of your limiting mindset. This is all mindset, okay? This is not actual physical stuff that is holding you back, okay? Because I believe that 99% of what, what we need to overcome is between our ears. That is the story that we need to overcome. Okay. The thing that your mind tells you, the thing that your heart is worried about. Okay. Your, your spirit. Those are the things that we need to overcome in order to move forward, in order to attack these goals. 
So what thoughts are limiting you from accomplishing your goals? What thoughts hold you back? Okay, what comes to mind when I say, set a goal for yourself? Who are you gonna be? Because most of us can say, oh, well, I'd like to be, but I want to be, but, and then we're just insert excuse here, right? And they are all excuses. Our mind is really the only thing that is holding us back from accomplishing everything that we want to do. So here's some examples, right? I read slow. I can't do whatever that is. I'm too short, right? Dan's always talking, she's, she's a little person, right? I've never, whatever it is, right? I'm afraid of putting myself out there. I wear glasses. There's this thing in my eye now. One of mine in the, in the last decade has always been, while I live in Hawaii, they don't value design here and they don't value X, Y, Z here. Yet this last year I made more than I've ever made in Hawaii. Okay, so there is a mental thing that we have to overcome in order to achieve our goals, all right? And I found this image and I love it because it literally is reframing, right? Detroit turned out to be heaven, right? Nobody, have, who has been to Detroit? I went there and I was thoroughly depressed. We, we had to go for Ford. I went on a, tri a business trip and it was like, literally the saddest place on earth. And this was in like 2000, when was this? This is like 2006. The recession hadn't even hit yet and it was terrible. It was awful. Um, I hear it's a little better now, but who knows after 2020. But Detroit turned out to be heaven, right? We need to reframe how we think, reframe what we think and flip it around so that we look at it differently, okay? Sometimes all we need to do is look at the problem from another angle. I've been really working on my internal dialogue and monologue, I, dialogue, I say dialogue because I, I do talk to myself, um, my internal monologue, and I'm trying to reframe and swap out problem for challenge because I can hit a challenge there's a problem that makes me nervous, right? But if I'd swap out problem for challenge or a challenge for problem, then I'm able to really start strategizing and how to, how to beat that. So let's reframe your limitations. Take the limitations from that last exercise, okay? And reframe them in a positive way. And here's, here are some examples. I read slow becomes, I take my time to absorb information or I take in information differently so that I can um, make best use of it, right? I'm not smart enough becomes I'm learning so much every day, right? When, when we think we're not smart enough, it's just because we're overloaded by information. But the fact that we're overloaded by information means that we're, we're seeking information, right? So you're, you're, you're really striving to learn much more Diane's favorite, you know, I'm a little person, I'm a small person, but she's also a bottom cheerleader. She wants to be the strong person, right? She holds people up, but you know, being small just means that she's nimble. She's quick. She's, it doesn't take her a long time to pivot because she's pretty nimble and she needs to, she can, she can move, maneuver her, her agency's 
a smaller agency. It's a one woman shop, but she can change on a dime. She can pivot. If she wanted to pivot tomorrow, she could and probably kill it, whatever she's doing. Okay. So reframe those limitations. And now you study the evidence, right? You should be writing these like side by side or on one sheet of paper so you can see, so you can see everything at the same time. All you've gone through, that's your story, that's your strength, that's what's brought you to this point. And it doesn't matter if you feel it's a negative story or a positive story, that is your strength. In fact, most of the strongest people I know have a really, really hard story. And they're strong because they've overcome it. They've, they've gotten to this point. Who you wanna be, that's your vision. Okay, Diane, visioning. Okay, this is who you want to be. And I'd, I'd really, between three to five years, because it has to be tangible. It has to be within reach, within three to five years. Okay, that's your vision. Your limiting beliefs, obviously, is just your fear. And there's many ways to break fear up into an acronym. And one of the most popular is false evidence appearing real. Right. I have an Instagram post somewhere. I, I broke down fear in a bunch of different ways. I'll send I'll send Dan the link. But it's you know false evidence appearing real. It's it's things that aren't true, but we feel are true. Those are our limiting beliefs. Our reframed beliefs become our power because we're taking hold. We're not dismissing our fear. Or we're flipping it around making it a strength and that becomes your power because you can push through your fear. You can look at your fear, flip it around and that makes you powerful because it gives you power over that fear. And there's a, this is decision time. Okay. Who are you going to listen to that, that internal voice of fear or that reframed voice of power? And that's a, that's a decision, going back to Diane's question leading into this talk, that's a decision that I ask myself every day. When I wake up, like this morning, it was the first time I had done 4 a.m. in a, a little while. It took me a little while to get out of bed. I was like, man, this is, this is nice. I'm tired. I, you know, and I started just listing off the excuses of why I didn't want to get out that moment. Or I could reframe it and know that I need to start doing something today. We all have that, those voices in our head. You have to decide every day, moment by moment, are you going to listen to them? Are you going to reframe them and use them as power? Use them as encouragement? Use them as um, inspiration? Uh, inspiration requires perspiration. That means ins to be inspired means you're going to act. It's something that you're going to act on. Use your voice of power to inspire you to move forward and move toward your goals and who you want to be. So after that's over, this is a very tangible thing. I want you to find a fire pit or a stove and throw that limiting mindset list in the fire. I literally want you to burn it. Find a match, whatever. I want you to burn it in a safe place. Obviously, yes. Right? This, this is why it has to be physical. Okay? Throw it in the fire and watch it burn up and, and turn into dust, okay? 
It's a very youth groupy type thing, right? But it really works because you see those limiting beliefs, limiting mindset, literally burn up before your eyes because that's that's the power you have over it. And then you know, share it on social media. Share it with Diane. Tell her this was this is this is what I was battling, and this is the way I'm gonna reframe that and take back my power. My name is Mario. This is the way you can connect with me if you so, should so wish. And that's the end of my talk. I'm going to stop now. Man, I took a ton of notes. I'm full on the back sheet of my paper. But I hadn't even done the exercise yet. But but that's good. I like the youth groupie that I have to burn it. That'll be a it'll be a good exercise, I think. So I have some more questions. So one of the things I wanted to say, so uh, the limitations, um, so you said take the weight off, take what's holding you back. Sometimes it's hard to do it. Uh, you can't really like undo armor all at once. But mm -hmm. I also think about you because you get up at four or super early and then you go on this walk and you walk with this weighted vest on. So you're actually practicing with the weight on. So do you think that there's a, not that we need to practice with limiting beliefs, but like sometimes you have to, you, you have to know what it, I don't know. Do you think that there's an analogy there? Cause, cause then you can take the thing off and run faster or be stronger. Definitely. Um, there's a direct analogy there, right? It's like, if I, if a weight vest becomes my normal feel for myself, if I walk around, if I literally got out of bed and put a weight vest on, I would feel like I was 30 pounds heavier all the time. My body would adapt to that. When it's a false, it's a false reading of, of, of what, what I am, right? So once I'm able to remove even a portion, of, even five pounds of that would be what? Um, a portion 20. would be 15, 20%. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Lord, Maybe. I don't know. 25 pounds. Five. <laughs> Five, I don't know. It, it would be, and my dad We're not would be math very people. disappointed. It's okay. My my dad would be very disappointed. He's a math teacher. Um, so, you know, if I took five pounds, uh, let's take it. Let's, let's make it easier. If I took ten pounds off of it, right? That's thirty three percent. So I would actually already feel thirty three percent more strength. I would feel thirty three percent more energy. I would feel thirty three percent more powerful because I've removed thirty three percent of that weight, right? Now, we may not know all the limitations. And, and again, this is something that, that daily you're going to be probably realizing. And Diane, since we've started, she, she'll realize like, oh, I just started realizing that I do that. I, I don't want to do that, but I do that thing, whatever that is, right? And she's going to start actively stopping or, or practicing not doing that. That's already taking weight off of her. So she's able to work and be and 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 live lighter because she's changed a way that she speaks to herself or that she tells herself or that she things that she believes in because it's it's been a weight that's that's been holding her back that she didn't realize okay so i love that so you've given me uh some one of my goals was to read the bible more and so you said well what do you do the first thing in the morning and i said i look at my phone and um, you said, okay, well, then your goal is to use your uh, phone to read your Bible. And that's the first thing you're going to do. So, and that's something I've, that was a great thing. But what about that 
that when you're not really completely present, you know, when you're still kind of in that sleep state and you're that voice, you know, I can, when you're awake, it's not as, maybe it's, it's just different. Right. But I think about like, oh, I'll just hit snooze again. Like how sometimes you have to retrain like where your clock is or where that you set an alarm that you have to physically get up so that, you know what I mean? Like, because we're mm-hmm. not always processing at that point. Like this morning when you didn't really want to get up, what was it that you told yourself? Like, how did you be, I don't know, clear? There's a lot to kind of unpack there, but I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. I think what you're asking is, um, how do we set up positive triggers in moments of maybe not so not so wakey hours so that we can perform what we need to perform, right? you need to make it as easy as possible. So the reason I asked Diane is like, okay, what's the first thing you do in the morning? I want her to not do a totally new habit. I want her to amend the habit so that serves her instead of drives her down a a, a really anxiety ridden path. So she said, look, that's the first thing I do is look at my phone in the morning. I'm like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're just going to adjust that habit. You're still going to look at your phone, but the only app you're allowed to open is your Bible app. Or, you know, for you, it may be your podcast app, or it may be, you know, it it, it should be anything but social media. It should be anything but email. It should be nothing work-related. Those first few moments of your waking um, time, should be devoted to making you better and preparing you for your day. So what I kept telling myself this morning was you need to take charge of your day. You need to own your day. And if I keep hitting snooze, then my day owns me. Okay. So the more I hit snooze, the more I allow my schedule to overrun me instead of having charge over my schedule. So that's just an internal thing for me. I need to take charge of my day. I need to take charge of my mental health. Part of me getting up and doing any kind of workout in the morning is a huge part of my mental health. Is there anything you do like during the day? So so it sounds sort of like habit stacking, right? You told me to do something mm-hmm. that connected with something I was already doing. So um, what if... Um, or, or maybe it's uh, something to kind of shock your system so that you aren't just running this uh, in the COVID life. We can just keep living the same thing, doing the same thing. And it can be very, um, we just do it without even thinking. We work too long or we do something. So um, are there times like when we're working that it may be that we need to to shock our system instead of habit stack or is it always i mean habit stacking does seem like a good thing but like when you eat you also do something else because you're going to get up and eat i'm i'm huge on shocking your system when the time's right but you have to be prepared for that right um this is the beginning of the year everybody has all these fitness and and health and wellness goals for the beginning of the year. Oh, this year I'm going to do this better. I'm going to do that better. I'm going to, you know, there's no gyms that are open. I'm going to, I'm going to work out at home now. I'm going to, I'm going to lift weights at home or I'm going to go for a jog or whatever. I'm, I'm huge on shocking your system, but 
you need to be ready for that. So you need to mentally prepare yourself. Um, this is something I did recently. Um, it's called 75 hard. Um, I knew what was going to take place because I've, I've done 90 to hundred days before where it's just like, I'm all focused on changing my, my eating habits or my fitness habits. Right. So my whole thing was, I just need a kind of slap in the face to get myself back on track or a shock to your system may just be, I need to, I need to do something radical right now to get myself 100% fully focused on my life. And it doesn't matter what that is. Okay. Um, it just needs to be something that is out of the ordinary for you that you can do immediately, or maybe you plan to do within the next few days or hours um, that will kind of shock your system and get you ready to do whatever else. I knew 75 hard was going to be a total mindset thing. That's why I did it. Um, it was going to help me focus my mind back on me, which sounds selfish, um, focus it back on me so that I can be the most prepared I can be to to love on and to be the best I can for the people that I, that I love. So huge on shocking your system, but you also have to be very, very much ready to do that. Because if you just try to shock your system, the first moment into it, you're gonna be like, I give up. I don't want to do this because so it's how, gonna be hard. How do people prepare? Like, so say I, I mean, I think with 75 hard, you're doing it with other people. So community is really important there right? Not necessarily. No, it, it's an individual thing. So it's not like you, you join a group of people. I had but friends I thought they that were, were doing it at the same time as you. No, no, oh. it's, a, this is a very, very personal thing. So, um, they tell you basically it's a, it's a challenge, right? And it's a challenge to do five things every day. You need to work out not just once, but you need to work out twice. 45 minutes each. They can't be stacked. So it can't be 45 minutes to 45 minutes. I'm just describing this because this is, this was the challenge that I was heading into and I had to mentally prepare myself to be ready to, to, to handle these things. Um, you have to drink a gallon of water every day. You have to stick to a very specific strict diet and you cannot deviate from that diet. One bit, no cheat days, nothing. Um, you can't drink any alcohol as part of that diet. Um, you have to take a photo of your of yourself every day, your physique um, every day. Not so much that um, you can see change right away, but so that you know you're documenting your daily progress. It has nothing to do with, with body change, although your body will change. It has everything to do with your mindset and shifting your mindset to, to make sure that you're doing the most important five things for yourself every day. Um, and those just happen to be those five things. Now, I would say, hey, maybe maybe you go on a stint for for a full week, and this is your radical, this is your radical slap in the face. You're you're shocked to your system every day for a week. I'm going to do these three things, and I have to do these three things, or I have to start my week over. And that was the thing with 75 hard. If at any point you missed, or you or you faulted, or anything like that, you would have to restart. You started on day zero at that moment. I remember you kept saying you had these dreams of that you were eating yeah, bread it was or terrible. something. It was terrible. Like I had a dream right in the middle of it. I was, it was right around like 38 days. I had a dream that I was somewhere and I, I do, um, I do branding work for uh, an alcohol company locally um, that I was at one of their 
things and someone just served me a drink and I mindlessly grabbed it and drank it. And as soon as I pulled it away from my mouth, I was like, oh crap, I got to start over. And like, I got so mad and I woke up and my, my heart was beating and like almost woke up in a cold sweat. And I woke up like that day, I woke up super early. It was like 3.30 in the morning and I just got out of bed and I just started my day because I was just so angry, but also relieved because it wasn't true. So in preparing, this could be, I do think you did use social media as a, a accountability. I did, yeah. So in a way you did it with community, maybe. Kind of. I, I was I was inviting people into what I was doing instead of relying on people to do it with me. I was mm. just using it as a social accountability. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm up. And so I used it to to talk about whatever I was thinking about that day. And it actually brought a lot of clarity to um, my work and, and content and things like that. Okay, so I'm gonna go to the next question. So, cause I just think continuing to press on is important. So you have accountability, you had, you prepared. How long did you prepare before you did the 75 hard? I mean, it wasn't like you just said, you know, Tuesday, I'm gonna start this on Friday. Like, <laughs> So I, I bought the book, there's a book, I bought the book, I read the book, and by about a quarter into it, I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I was already committed in my heart to do this. But then I started making excuses and the book talks a lot about excuses. And so I started making excuses and I started counting, okay, 75 days at that yeah. point, 75 days would be right before Thanksgiving. Oh, perfect. So, I, I was like, I'm going to start tomorrow because then it'll end right before Thanksgiving. And I would start and I would just not have the mental capacity to do it that day. So I, I'd have to start at zero. So I, I kind of like did a false start twice, but it was like only one day and I just couldn't even last a day. And then my friend texted me. He's like, hey, are you doing 75 hard? And I was like, yes. He's like, I'm on day 16. And I was like, I'm doing this. That was it. And so he just told me, he's like, hey, I'm 16 days ahead of you. And I was like, now I have somebody to yell at me, right? And I found out another friend was two days ahead of me. And I was, I was like, so we would have actually started the same exact time had I started for sure, right? So I read the book um, and I, oh, that was, that's the other, that's the fifth thing is you have to read 10 pages of something that's like a self um, growth book. Um, so I was about maybe three quarters of the way through when I actually started. And then um, I finished the book as I was as I was starting 75 Hard, which is a good transition for me. But um, so I, I prepared maybe, I don't know, five days. It took me five days to kind of like mentally say, OK, yes, I'm going to do this. And then two more days to try it and, and really realize, oh, this is going to take a lot more mental capacity than I have readily available right now. I think it's funny that some of us are very competitive and that if somebody challenges you to do something, you're like, I sh totally can do this. I will show you. Right. But right. sometimes if it's just an internal, sometimes it's really hard uh, to, to do that. Uh, this question is, how are you able to focus on things that you want to work on? Um, like uh, kind of, maybe take it off the body so that we can think about our business. Cause the body, I mean, obviously you have arms and legs and whatever, or hopefully most people do. Um, but like you, 
when you're in your business, you're focusing like it, it's bad if all I do is just marketing and brand awareness, because at some point there's no nurture, there's no relationship building, there's no actual time to work and make things. So you have to like take time. And this is where I love what Demi does with taking, uh, breaking up his day into things he's learning, uh, you know, revenue for today, revenue for tomorrow. But sometimes that can be super structured and it's hard if you have kids or you have, you know, other things that you do. So how are you, or how would you tell me that, or even as a client, because I actually think there's a ton of mindset work that we end up having to do with our clients when they hit a roadblock or they don't see, not that we're trying to convince them of something, we're just putting things out there. But sometimes when they've committed to it and they're deep in it, then they, you have to be that encouragement, I think, sometimes. Do you know what I'm asking? Probably not. I'm not entirely sure what you're asking. So let's just think about mindset, okay? So um, if I'm having a issue with uh, excuses, how do I focus on so I have all these things. I have self-sabotage. I have negative self-talk. If I try to work on all those things at once, it, it isn't a great idea um, for success. Just like habit stacking, it's the same thing that we work on ourselves, right? Um, just like you have a huge project, say you have a website or you have a full branding project where you have to do a logo, which I know Diane hates, Um typography, you have to do the website, you have to do social media. So it's a huge project and you're looking at it all at once, all at the same time. You're like, there's no way I can get this done. Well, how do you, how do you project manage that? Well, what's the priority? Well, we can't really have a website. We can't really build a website if we don't have the branding done. So, okay, now we got to focus on the branding. Okay. Now we got to focus on um, what's the strategy for the brand? Like, who are they? So then you start just chunking everything down until, until you find that that first step, right? And for for you, that first step was just swapping the thing that you looked at on your phone, right? Mm -hmm. And so from there, now we can start building on what those habits are. Just like that, then you figure out what's the what's the main thing that is holding me back? What's the main number one issue that I'm battling every day or the main thing that I'm trying to figure out every day that, that is really, really holding me back. And then I'm going to look at that and say, okay, that's a really big thing. Are there pieces to that? Is there something that I can start with to just start changing that? So you just got to chunk it down and just like big projects, just like, um, just like life, uh, you want to chunk it down, but you also want to build in flexibility right? You have to build in flexibility just because, um, you know, not, not like the 75 hard where there's no flexibility. Um, you need to build in flexibility to your life, right? 75 hard was very inflexible with the things that you had to do daily, but it didn't tell you when you had to do them. It didn't tell you that, you know, there were some days that I was working out, you know, at midnight, because I, I missed a workout or I, I didn't have time to do my double workouts because my kids started crying right, because, right before I was going to start my second workout. Um, so you have to build in flexibility for yourself. Um, just know that the goal is to get better at these things, right? Don't just give up. 
you want to just you want to keep moving tomorrow's a new day right tomorrow's a new day just start over um it's really easy to talk about fitness and nutrition but just like projects like if you mess up today it doesn't mean the project's over it means that you start you just keep fixing it until it gets right right so just chunk it down bite-sized pieces some people's mouths are bigger than others some people can take on more than they than others can right so chunk it down to a, a piece that is bite-sized for you start there get comfortable there and then move on to the next thing so then what if you're trying to grow and how often do you like in 75 hour you had to take a picture every day so how do you pick take a picture for your business on something that you're working on and how often that's a good question um what is your year broken up into right is it is it broken up into quarters is it broken up to months do you have a revenue goal is what's what's your what's your goal for your business right if we're talking about business then it should be a very tangible physical number i want to make you know a hundred thousand dollars this year okay well what does that mean well that means i need to make a little bit more than eight thousand dollars a month if i broke it up like that if you look at your past years and say oh well the lean months are these months this month and this month and this month and i know i'm not going to make nearly as much or i'm going to have a, i'm going to have a deficit but these months over here are super strong so then you just start hedging your bets right Month by month, you can take a picture. You can take a snapshot. Um, even with your personal growth, if your if your goal is to draw every day or become a better artist, you start drawing every day. Take a, get a journal with day one and day fifty. Look back at your at your at your um, your drawings. Draw the same thing every so often so that you know that you're getting better at drawing that thing, right? Or or collaging or making characters or whatever your thing is. If you want so, to get better at that thing, then start. So then what about mindset? Practice. How would you take a picture of mindset and how often? You need to know what your triggers are that trigger your negative mindset. And I'm going to use Diane because she's in the hot seat because it's her show and she loves when I, she loves when I call her out. One of the first things that I kept calling out Diane was on her self-deprecation. She would she would give an excuse in a negative slam to herself with like in these situations i was i think it was watching a design recharge actually um and she would she was like oh well that's because i'm terrible at blah blah blah, blah. or oh i don't deserve that and she would just brush it under it would it would be there and it would just kind of float and then it just fly by and i would slam her on it the first time i heard her say it i was like stop doing that She's like, what do you mean? Stop doing that. You just set your negative, your your negative self-talk. It's tell it's terrible. You're sabotaging yourself. And she didn't really think about it because it was just so so much part of her vernacular. So if you start recognizing what your triggers are, then you can go back to those triggers and challenge yourself. Right? You can be in situations. Mindset stuff is easy in a sense to test because you have to battle that every day in every conversation, in every way, in every situation, you're battling against your own mind. So you can start getting stronger in those situations and you can start realizing this, oh, I didn't do that as much this time. Or I totally flipped that around and I made that a positive phrase instead of feeding into my negative self-talk. Like, so it's very, very 
ob almost obvious to test if you know what you're looking for, but you have to know your triggers. Do you think that businesses have triggers for mindset issues? I would say they do. Yeah, um, it should. It would. It would always be somewhat uh, situational, right? So, when this situation happens, maybe that turns the owners into a negative self-talk internally, which will present itself in slamming their employees or whatever that whatever the repercussions of that is, right? So, if you start understanding what that is, again, if you know where that trigger is, then you can start fighting and getting stronger against that trigger and really noticing what that is for your business it's the same thing if your business is you know reactive instead of proactive if you're working too much in your business as opposed to on your business then you know what you have to do you start to start shifting that around and then you can start measuring it i also think one thing i do in my onboarding i ask if they've ever worked with other designers and then I ask about the stories because then it's a way to ask about the triggers where they might be triggered by something that I might do that I do with all my other clients. But now I have to be a little bit more sensitive because they're triggered by that, like whether if if they've been taken to the bank you know, or not to the bank. What do you call it? Taken yeah, to, the, to the bank. Totally taken, to the bank. taken advantage of. Right. And so. Right. I may say something that somebody else said, but I don't know that they said it. So it's some, it's kind of like really getting to know some of those. And it's, it's one of the questions I ask in the very beginning, just so that I can be a little bit more sensitive um, to what their needs are. And I also ask how they want to stay in touch. Like I know Dee and John uh, do weekly um, meetups with their, or check-ins with each of their clients. And I thought, oh man, I need to do that. Like, I think it would help in, in some communication with people. And so, but I don't do that currently. And so I, I also just think, you know, people are always giving you ideas and you just got to try it out and see if it works, if it works for you. So there's one other thing I want to do and I only have three minutes left. So you really helped me with something specifically for before camp. So obviously we've been friends for a long time. Well, not super long, but a long, I mean, I feel like you're my <laughs> brother. Yeah. yeah. So um, what it was, I, I really felt, had felt called to do camp. It was always going to be online. It was always going to do like this. And it, it, I was really putting off any kind of marketing and, and telling people about it. And I have a real issue. I still have an issue. I'm still working through this. And it's a limiting belief. You know, I don't really know exactly all that I'm afraid of, but I'm clearly afraid of something. I remember I was outside, we were talking and I had my friend, Dustin, who's successful, right? He's had a successful business, has a successful business. He was like, yeah, I love him. He's, he was like, well, Diane, you know, it might not, it might go and it might not. You just, you know, um, just be prepared for it to be not successful. And then I come to you and just it's exact same time as um, Black Lives Matter, the uh, really kind of uh, where George Floyd had gotten killed. And it was just um, it was just really intense. And I was like, should I do this? You know, like I'd lined everybody up. I'd already done lots of the recordings. But I was holding myself back from something. Do you want to tell them again? Uh, Mario's coaching me in um, three areas, like my business, definitely um, my personal. So there's mindset work I'm doing. But then I also really wanted somebody who believed the same things I believe because the 
spiritual aspect for me is really important. And then again, in mental health, this is, I believe, I trust God that, and I, you don't always trust, you know? So anyway, so that was another thing, reason that uh, Mario is perfect for me because he also is bringing a biblical perspective to what I, what I was doing. So do you want to tell him what you told me, unless you don't remember? I believe I remember. So um, one of the main things that, one of the main reasons that Diane had set out to even do camp was because she felt that she was being spiritually led to do it by God. God was saying, you need to do this. And she was answering that call. She was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to do this thing. As much as it makes me uncomfortable, as much as I don't like to put things out by myself, um, I'm going to do this thing. So when she came to me, she's like, should I even do this? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I was like, and Dustin had already told her that it doesn't matter whether it's a success or not. It doesn't really matter. And I, I said the same thing. I was like, look, it really doesn't matter whether or not this is a huge success, a minor success, or a flop. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you do it. It has nothing to do with the outcome. It's all about the practice of answering the call to that she was feeling called to do in the beginning. So sometimes we feel very strongly that we need to do certain things and there are going to be worldwide pandemics or, or racial movements at the time that we're supposed to start something and it's going to make us second guess what we're doing. But the core belief should remain the same. Why are you doing it in the first place is it to make you better is it to improve your life your, your life is it to improve your family's life is it to answer a call that that someone has placed on your life that you feel very strongly about then it doesn't really matter what the what the outcome is i told my brother recently they're looking for a house as well um and i told him he said he's, he's really feeling like kind of like lost in this whole process. He's not even sure what's going to happen. And I told him, I feel I'm feeling the same way, but I know that God's calling us to look for a house. And I don't know if it's just because he wants us to look and go through the process of that, or if he's going to find us a house or, or what, but I know that the process is the, is, the, is the reason. The process is the reason. And, and that's, that's what you have to really kind of focus on. Um, so for Diane, that was, that was the whole thing. It was the doing of the thing. It wasn't the outcome. It was being obedient. You said you weren't called to be yes. successful, Diane. You were called to be obedient. And of course, then Dustin's, he's like, you might not be successful. You just need to be prepared for not being successful, which I'm, I appreciate that Dustin's real with me, right? Then he was kind of bringing that in. But I really did. I was like, oh, but I am successful if I am just obedient. And I think that was just a mindset. It was just a, a fear of putting things out there that people wouldn't like it or or that it it wouldn't. For me, it was about helping um, provide something, a community, but also provide knowledge that was um from a array of people for uh, five weeks in the summer so that people could feel connected to each other and they could grow and they could have accountability. And it, it wasn't just like a three day thing or a, it was a long, intense thing. And I know people are still doing it. Don't worry. You're not, you, you know, 
<laughs> keep watching, right? Still but, working through. Right. But, but for me, that was a really big, and I, I think about that was just a turning point for me. And I think about when you talk about the call, um, I think about the beaver because the beaver actually hears water and they, it's a innate, uh, 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 they just have to cover up the water sound. And so um, it, it is literally the call of the water. Right. And, and I think people use that in the call of the wild or whatever, right. There's all these calls, but to me, um, it's kind of being in tune with what I think um, I was meant to do. And I think that's uh, something else you've helped me, helped me do. So we didn't get to cover all the questions, but we covered a good many and you had an awesome talk and thank you for being real and sharing the beginning of 2021 um, with everybody and be my friend. I'm, I'm excited and happy that I can do that. Oh, I didn't mean to say, but I wanted to say, <laughs> and I want to tell you how you can, and I'm going to put it in the chat. You have um, on Instagram. If you're listening, all these things are below um, in, if you're on YouTube or if you're listening on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, it's in the show notes, or you can always go to rechargingyou.com slash three, six, five, and you could get all these also. Plus the chat will be there and the transcript and um, everything else will be there. Not right away, but in the next month, it will be there. Um, at some point. At some point. And you, it, just so you know, it's at the Mario Quesada K, uh, not K, <laughs> sort of, that's how he told me to say it, but it's Q-U-E-Z-A-D-A and Mario, M-A-R-I-O. Um, and then uh, made and then an X and maker, M-A-K-E-R. So you guys can check him out at Instagram at the, both of those handles. And he posts regularly. He has great stories, very encouraging. He walks a lot in the dark in the morning <laughs> in Hawaii. And, I do. Um, I do. <laughs> but it's great. So hopefully, uh, I know he's going to talk at camp again. So hopefully you guys will see him there as well. But check him out. He's doing a lot of awesome things. And Graham, thanks for coming all the way from the UK. And for everybody else uh, that gave me so much of their time today and um, excited to bring in 2021. Thank you for coming live. Oh, and you can always come live. Um, Paul was telling me, he's like, I didn't know you could come live for many times. I listened to the show. So you can come live. You can just go to rechargingyou.com and there's an orange box, or maybe there might not be an orange box at that point, but there's somewhere on the homepage, um, always in the footer, but up uh, in the middle at the top too, um, it says, join the list and you get an email with this list and you can come live and it's Every Wednesday, pretty much at 2.30 Eastern, it's 7.30 GMT or British Standard Time. If you're in whatever, you'll have to do the math everywhere else. In Hawaii, it's 9.30 a.m. So I will see you guys. Um, and if you were at camp and you were a happy camper or trailblazer, you are getting mail finally. Because I am very late on getting those handwritten notes. But hopefully you're getting your stickers and your handwritten notes. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, Mario.